Thanks for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast. Whether you're new to Highlands and are listening for the first time or you want to hear a past message again, welcome. Our heart at Highlands is to lead you into a growing relationship with Jesus so you can have a life full of purpose as you grow in your faith and lead others to Jesus. We hope you enjoy and are inspired by the latest message from one of our communicators. I'm really excited to be here today and I, I really have a word that's burning in my heart. I spoke to Doug on the phone a couple of weeks ago and I said, what can I bring to help serve the church here um, in Toowoomba? And he said, we're about to go into a series called Yes and Amen. Yes and Amen. And I'm like, oh man, that's awesome because I've got a great message that I really feel like God has put on my heart uh, to bring to you guys today. And the title of my message is Get the Yes Back. Get the yes back. So turn to the person next to you and say, get the yes back. Oh, come on, say it like you mean it. Say, get the yes back. Get the yes back in your life. We're gonna pray right now and we're gonna believe for the God of miracles to enter this room this morning because it is not the words of man that makes any difference in a life. It is the word of God manifest through faith. And where God finds faith, He can work miracles. So we're not relying on a great guest speaker from New Zealand because you don't have that today. Well, no, well, you know, I'm all right, but I'm not that good. But what we do have is the Word of God. We have the name of Jesus and we have the power and authority of the Holy Spirit. And those three things can bring supernatural things to effect. So today we're gonna pray and just invite the Lord to be in this place today and to let His Word illuminate in our hearts. So come on, let's pray in this room today. Father, we just thank You for Your Word, which You have set above all things. Lord, we thank You, Lord, that Your Name and Your Word have authority. So right now, as we open Your Word, as we come around Your Word, we ask, Lord, let it come alive within us. God, we pray today, let Your Holy Spirit awaken us, illuminate your word to us today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. All right, we're gonna open the Bible today to 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter one and verse number 17. And we're gonna be reading the Bible in the NLT version. It's gonna come up on the screen. Hopefully there it is. Wow, what a screen that is, by the way. Um, and it says this, do you think... I am like the people of the world who say yes when they really mean no. Have you ever gone to move house and somebody said that they're gonna help you move? They say yes, but what they really mean is no. That's, that's what the scripture is referring to. As surely as God is faithful, our word to you does not waver between yes and no. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. He is the one whom Silas, Timothy, and I preach to you, and as God's ultimate yes, He always does what He says. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes, and through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for His glory. It is God who enables us along with you to stand firm for Christ. 
He has commissioned us and He has identified us as His own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first instalment that guarantees everything that He has promised. Let's read that verse one more time. For all of God's promises, for Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. He is the one whom Silas, Timothy, and I preach to you. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for His glory. I was reading about a study recently that a British, the British newspaper, The Guardian, carried out on judges that were giving decisions in a court of law. And it found that at the start of the day, after a coffee or after a meal, the judges were more favorable to the people that were being convicted. And as the day went on, the judges became less and less lenient all the way until they came to a break. And it turned out that over a thousand rulings by eight judges, they found out that the likelihood of a favorable ruling peaked at the beginning of the day steadily declining over time to a probability, from a probability of 65% of a lenient sentence to nearly zero by the end of the day, before spiking back up to about 65% after a break or a meal. How many people that need a morning coffee know exactly what these judges are experiencing? They know that at the beginning of the day is when you're going to find joy and life and, and freedom in your day. But when, when who, who knows an, a hangry person in this place? When they haven't eaten, when they haven't touched a coffee, that their, their favor is quickly running out. Their favor is quickly running out. But essentially what this is saying is that when you become weary or when you become empty or when you become um, without sustenance in your life, you think no rather than thinking yes. So rather than thinking favorably, you think negatively. Rather than thinking why, you think why not. In fact, in our world right now, the, 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 the probability of getting a yes from our world right now is slowly decreasing. It feels like in the world over the last few years since the pandemic, it's a lot easier to say no than it is to say yes. I tried to order a couch uh, uh, about six months ago, and I said, when can I get this couch? I'm expecting, you know, maybe two weeks would be. Anyway, after two months, the couch hadn't arrived. I called them up uh, uh, later on, I said, where's my couch? They said, they're gonna be here in two weeks. Was it there in two weeks? No, it took another four months before the couch arrived. I was not very happy with, uh, with that uh, department store, but they, they said they were more accustomed to giving me a no rather than a yes. And it's like this in life right now, whether we look at economy, whether we look at our education, whether we look at health, whether we look at our government, in many senses, the world is screaming out to us, you can't do this. It's not possible to do this. But the Bible is saying here, the Bible is saying that rather than thinking no, rather than thinking why things are not possible, the Bible tells us that Jesus is God's ultimate yes. Jesus is God's ultimate yes. He doesn't waver between yes and no. The world may waver, your mind may waver, the externals in your life may waver, but the Bible says this, look at this today. 
For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. He is the one whom Silas, Timothy, and I preached to you. And as God's ultimate yes, He always does what He says. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. I need you to hear today that God's promise over your life and you as a person is yes. When He looks at you as a person, He doesn't see your sin. He doesn't see your filthy rags. He sees Jesus Christ. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's what the Bible says. So the promise, when God sees you, He doesn't think, He doesn't think, oh no. He doesn't think yes, but mean no. He sees you and He does not waver over your life. The promises of God are yes over your life. Now, you're hearing this today and you're thinking, yep, that's good. I've heard that. You're, that's good. That's, that's great preaching. And uh, well, hopefully you're thinking that. But you're thinking, that, that's, that's great. That's God's word over my life. But you know, what I, what I bring to us today, church, is that I, what I've seen in ministry over 24 years of being in full-time ministry, what I've seen is the fact that it's not that the promises of God are over our lives. In fact, we would have heard this message preached to us many times. The promises of God are yes and amen. The promises of God over your life are yes. But I think that the challenge for us as believers and as followers of Jesus is not that the promises of God are yes over us, but the promises of God, the yes is in us. The promises, not that the promises of God are yes over us, that the promises of God are in us. The, the yes is in us. The Bible is telling us here that the promises of God are yes in Christ, but listen to this, but the amen is spoken by us to God's glory. In other words, there are two yeses involved. There is God's yes over your life, but then there is your yes back to God. Now, as an Antipodean, as, a, as an Australasian, and I will call myself, a, you know, an Australian will say on the East Island of Australia uh, today. But, you know, as, as Australasians, we are not great at saying yes. We are probably more inclined to say sure or yeah, guess so. In New Zealand, we say nah, yeah. We say yeah, nah. We don't actually say yes. But the, the truth is that the Bible is telling us today, it's not enough that the promises of God are yes over your life. God needs to find agreement in you to the promises of God. The reason why the speaker asked for an amen back is not for his self-esteem. It's to get you into agreement with the Word of God over your life. We don't try to be a loud church just for behavioral patterns. What we're trying to do is trying to get the people into agreement with God's promises over their lives. So whenever you hear people say, oh, come on, is there an amen in the room? It's not for me to feel good. It's for you to get into agreement with God's promises over your life. So the, the truth is that we have a yes, the yes of heaven over us. But I guess the question is, does heaven have a yes back from us? Does heaven have a yes back from us? It's not enough just to know we have to agree. We have to come into agreement with God. And that is how miracles take place. Now in Mark chapter nine, there is a powerful passage of scripture about a man with a boy who has had seizures for his whole life. 
And this boy has had epileptic seizures and they've taken hold of him, they've taken grip of him. And for this man, he's had years and years of discouragement in his life. Lots of believing for something and having setbacks, believing for healing. And I don't know what you've been believing for for a long time, but I, I've got empathy for this man. Maybe you've been, been believing for a family member to come back to Christ. Maybe you've been believing for a physical healing in your body. Whatever it is to be blessed in your finances. Well, this man had a similar experience to you and he's broken. He doesn't know what's going on in his life. He doesn't know how to get a breakthrough for his son. And I have such empathy. And in Mark chapter nine, we read this scripture and Jesus comes to this man and he asks the man, how long has this been happening? He asked the boy's father and the man replied, since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire or into water trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean if I can, Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak, he said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. When the spirit, then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as the people said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, helped him to his feet, and he stood up. This is a powerful passage of Scripture. But I can empathize with the man because over years of setbacks and delays and discouragement, the yes had leaked out of him. He was once in a place where he was believing that his son was gonna be healed, but after many years and after trying for a long time, the yes had become an if. The yes had become an if. The yes, he, you know, have you ever been to a youth camp and our youth are about to go away this week and they're gonna get fired up, they're gonna encounter God and I can guarantee that they're gonna come back with a yes in their spirit. But the truth is that the yes can leak with setbacks, with discouragement. You know, we have people in this room today that have jobs that are running businesses and at one point you've said over your business, yes, it's gonna, it's gonna prosper. Yes, my family are gonna come to Christ. But now, right now, you're probably sitting in a position of if you can. You know, my family, I'm the only believer, the only Christian in my family. Um, not in my, not my, my kids are saved and my wife is saved. We're doing full-time ministry together, so that's all good. But my parents are not saved. And I've been a, I've been a believer. I got saved when I was 16 years old. I didn't grow up in church. And you know, to be honest, I've been believing for my family's salvation every single year every single year, but I would put it to you today that it's quite hard to keep declaring, yes, that my family are gonna be saved when I don't see it in the natural. And we go from a place of yes to a place of if. Now, whether that's over your family, over your business, over your finances, what happens is in church, we have a strong yes. But when we leave this place, we say things like, oh, well, we'll see what happens. And, oh, well, maybe. Uh, we'll say, oh, you know, we'll hear Pastor Ken say, and God wants to abundantly bless you. And in church, we'll nod and we'll say yes. But then we'll go out there and we'll go, oh, well, I'm not too sure. That's if you can. And, and, but God is trying to get the yes back for us. God is trying to get the yes back because the Bible says that the 
amen is as important as the yes that's over your life. We're not good at saying yes. We are good at saying maybe and no and possibly and discouraging away the Word of God. But I want to encourage you today, we are in good company because all of the heroes of the faith, they all were in disagreement with God before He called them. Abraham, Moses, Noah, Gideon, Paul, Peter, they all doubted what God could do and God had to get them into agreement with Him. Right now, you could be out of agreement with God and not even know it. And I want to say to you today, get back in agreement with God over your life. You know, the Bible says to bring the whole tithe into the storehouse and see not if I will open the floodgates of heaven and pour out blessing that you won't be able to contain. Yes, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Yes, by His stripes, I am healed. God has a hope and a future for me. You know, the truth is that we've sat in church for so long and have that, and we've had Jeremiah 29, 11 as a fridge magnet for so long that it was once a yes, strong yes in our lives, but now it's just a fridge magnet and it means nothing. Come on, let's take it back from being a fridge magnet to being a purposeful reality in our lives, amen? Come on, let's take the promises of God like the song says and not just make them a song, let's make them a yes in our lives. You know, the Bible says about Abraham, he said, Abraham against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and that Sarah's womb was already dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promises of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what He had promised. He kept saying yes to God's supernatural promise over His life. You know, this is the thing in our lives, and I hope this is okay for you today. I'm preaching strong because I really, really believe it. I really believe that if you can get back into agreement with God, He will do supernatural things in your life. But this this is the challenge for us as believers. It's not that we disagree with God, because when I say to you today that by His stripes, you can be healed, we agree with that. And when I say God wants to abundantly bless your life, we agree with that. It's not that we disagree with God. I think most of the time, it's that we agree with the world more than we agree with God's Word. We agree with the natural more than we agree with the supernatural. We agree with the facts more than we do with the truth. You know, the truth is about Abraham, Abraham faced the facts that his body was as good as dead, but he agreed with the truth that God had the power to do that which was promised. Now, let me ask you today, are you agreeing with the facts or are you agreeing with the truth? Because the truth is that when we get out into the world and we see the facts of the economy, the facts of what's happening in policy and education, when we see the facts of what's happening with morality in our society, we can choose to agree with the facts or agree with the truth of God's Word. We can say yes to that or we can say yes to the truth of heaven. Today is about coming back into agreement with God's promise over your life. It's about saying yes. It's about saying yes. It's about saying amen to God's promises. 
You know, when we leave this place today and somebody says over your life, you've got your family is gonna be saved, it's not about looking at the facts, it's about declaring the truth over your life. And it's impossible for me today to not communicate this message without a cricket illustration. Now this is a cricket bat. And I am from England originally, and, um, and so I am, I am a cricketer and I am used to losing to Australia in the ashes, and, I, and, and that's fine, you know? But the Black Caps up until recently were the best cricket team in the world. Uh, apart from when they play Australia and they always get completely actually hammered, but that's okay. But you know, I was talking to Brendo earlier on and you know, we were talking about uh, green keeping and everything like that. And it's impossible for me today to not give you this illustration without a cricket, or give you this message today without a cricket illustration. Because if you don't like cricket in this place today, we will pray for you at the end. In fact, cricket basically needs a whole sermon series in itself. But the principle of cricket is that you hit the ball, you score runs, and the team with the most runs wins the game. It's a, a basic principle of cricket. Now, in cricket, what happens is that the person on strike, they, they receive the delivery. You've all seen it. You're, 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 part, you're from Australia, you know. You, this is the place of Matthew Hayden and, um, you know, who are other, some other good Queensland bowl, uh, oh, Chris Lynn, he's a great hitter, you know, plays for the Brisbane Heat and uh, Brendan McCullum played for the Brisbane Heat for a long time. Um, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm digressing. But, but in cricket, the bowler bowls and the batsman hits the ball. Now, in there, I can see a bowler at the bat bowling to me. They, they bowl the ball and they hit the ball. Now, the principle of, in, in cricket is that when you are on strike or when you are facing the ball, when you are facing the ball, you hit the ball. And what you're taught in junior cricket is that you are called, you are, you are coached to call out a loud yes as soon as you hit the ball, okay? So you hit the ball and you call out, yes, run. And, and that's right, and so you call yes. So you hit the ball and it's yes, yes. Now, what is important is that in cricket, it's not just the person who is facing the delivery that calls out yes. There's a guy at the other end, your partner in this mission to score runs, who also calls out a yes in sync with you. So what happens is you get the ball, you hit the ball and it's like, yes. And, you, and the, the person at the other end calls out aloud, yes, with you, right? So yes plus yes equals we score a run. Now for the purpose of this illustration, the promises of God are always a strong yes in Christ. So the ball gets bold, the promise is, is bold, and it's like crack, yes! God's calling out aloud, yes, over your life, over your family, over your future. He's calling out aloud, yes, over your healing and over your provision over your life. God's like, yes. But we are on the, we're at the non-striker's end. We're, we're at the non-facing end. And that's a good illustration, by the way, because God is the central part of the story, okay? Not you. We've made Christianity sometimes that we're the central part. We're not the central part. God's the central part, amen? But God is, faith, and He's calling out over your life, yes. But what we do what the worst thing to happen in cricket is when you get one person who calls out yes and another person calls out no or, or wait or what happens is that they get run out. And it is the worst experience in cricket when you get run out. Now what I see in church and a lot of times 
is that we've got a strong yes always from God coming out over our lives. Bang, yes, quick single, yes, over your life. But we are like this at the non-striker's end, just standing on our back, just waiting, waiting. Ah, uh, yeah, not sure. Yeah, oh, well, that's just, you're just hype preaching. Oh, oh yeah, uh, well, I've seen, I've heard this all before. Jeremiah 29, have you got anything, you got anything else for us? We're standing on the bat at the other end. We're just, we're just waiting there. And it's like, we're making, our, we're making the promises of God conditional on what we want and our experience rather than what God says over our lives. But God is looking for you as a Christian. What you do in, in cricket is that as the bowler's bowling, what you do is you walk in with the bowler. You're always taught to walk with the bowler. So you walk with the bowler. And that's what God's looking for in His people. He's looking for people to walk forward, looking for the yes. We've got so many people in church that are sitting, waiting on their bat, waiting on their bat. But what I love about Highlands Church is this is not a church of people who are waiting on their bat. This is a group of people who are saying yes to the promises of God. Yes to the promises of God over Toowoomba. Yes to the promises of God over our lives. Can I just encourage you today? Get off leaning off your bat. Get off sitting on the back of your seat and say, come on, God's promises are yes, but the amen is spoken to me, spoken through me to the glory of God. Yes, God can provide for you. Yes, I have a plan and a hope for your future. You know, we need a church. We need to be a church that says yes. We need to get into agreement with God. Where does God need your yes back? It's time for you to get your yes back. Not your, I've seen it all before, or oh, I don't know, you don't know my situation. Because the promises of God are yes in Christ. But the amen is spoken to us. Let me ask you some questions. Where are you coming more into agreement with the world than you are with God's word? Where are you coming more into agreement with your experience more than God's experience. Have you ever noticed in the Word of God that Jesus needed the agreement of people that He was praying for to see them healed? He comes to a blind man, a blind man, Pastor Ken, and He says, what is it that I can do for you? He's blind. It's so obvious what He can do for him. But He needed the agreement of the blind man. God needs your agreement today. He needs your yes. So today, I want to encourage you to get back into agreement with God. Let me read some of these promises of God over you today. I will remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen? I am strong and courageous. I will not be afraid of anyone. For the Lord my God goes with me. He will not fail me or forsake me. That's a promise. Amen? I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Amen? For as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I have not been given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. That's a yes over your life, but the amen needs to come back from you. Come on, let's get the yes back in our lives. When we leave this place today, when we leave this place today, we are coming into agreement with God again. We're gonna go back into our family and we're gonna declare over our family, my family will be saved. 
My business will be blessed. My body will be healed. And I want to put it to you today, just like this man who came to Jesus, sometimes we can come exhausted, weary, and we've got an if inside of us. But today, what the Bible tells us is that this man asked Jesus, help me overcome my unbelief. Help me overcome my unbelief. And today, I wanna tell you, if you're struggling to actually get your yes back, you can come to God and say, God, help me overcome my unbelief. Uh, There's some things that I wanna pray for today. There are people in this room who have family members that are not saved. We're gonna help, we're gonna ask God, help me overcome my unbelief. There's people in this room that have been believing for financial provision. Help me overcome my unbelief. And I wanna pray, I wanna pray today for any person that wants to see a supernatural breakthrough over your life, that God would help you overcome your unbelief and get back into agreement with Him today. Could I invite every person to please stand in this room today? And today I believe that God is wanting us to line back, to get our yes back. Just in this atmosphere of faith today, I'm gonna invite every person to just close your eyes in a posture of faith before the Lord. And maybe today you're in this room and you're saying, Ben, look, my yes is leaked. Right now, I'm in a place of uncertainty, a place of doubt. I'm in a place where I need to come back into agreement with God over my life. You've let the natural facts determine and override the supernatural truth over your life. Today, I wanna pray for you that God would open up heaven and that God would get His yes back in your heart today. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So all over this room, with every head bowed, you're saying today, Ben, I wanna come back into agreement with God. This is not back into salvation. This is not a salvation call today. This is a back into agreement with call call over your life. So if that's you in this room, I'm gonna ask you to just raise your hands to the Lord and say, yeah, Ben, that's me. I wanna come back into agreement with God. I, 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 I come back, I say yes to the Lord today. Just lift your hands in this room today. Every person that's saying, yes, God, I wanna say yes again. Father, today we turn and we, we ask for your forgiveness where we've chosen to agree with the voice of the world rather than Your Word over our lives. And God, today we come and we're asking, Lord, we're asking, Lord, for forgiveness, but we're declaring, Lord, that You can do what You've said You can do. Lord, we pray, Lord, that You would strengthen Your people today. God, You see our hands raised before You and we're coming back into agreement with what You say over our lives. Father, I ask for those that feel discouraged, those that feel weary, we pray, help us overcome our unbelief. We say yes, God. We say yes, Lord. God, we say yes over our families, yes over our businesses. Yes, Lord, in Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. Father, today we come before You and we say yes again. Let us get the yes back, Lord. Thank You, Jesus. Just with every head bowed, every eye closed, there are people in this room that actually do need to say yes to the Lord. You, you have strayed far from God. And right now you would say, I've drifted. My relationship is not what it needs to be. I'm not in relationship with God. The truth is that 
The Bible says that in Revelation 3 verse 20, He stands at the door and knocks. And if anybody would open up, if anybody would say yes to Him, He would come in and share a meal with them. All over this room, if that's you, you're saying, I need to come back into a relationship with God. I need to give my heart to Jesus. With every head bowed and every eye closed on the count of three, I'm gonna ask you to raise up your hand and say, yes, Ben, I need to come back into a relationship with God today. Maybe you've never given your heart to the Lord. I'm gonna, take, I'm gonna ask you to take one hand and lift it up in the air on the count of three. Be very bold today. Take, make a bold decision to say yes to Jesus. If that's you in this room with every head bowed, one, two, three. Take a hand, lift it high in the air today. I see your hand there, sir. That's awesome. I see your hand there, sir. I see your hand there, ma'am. Take it high, lift it high today. Come on, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Church, we're gonna pray today. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. So come on, let's pray this prayer out loud today in faith, in faith. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I thank You that You died for me. I thank You that You rose again to give me life. Please come into my heart. Be my Lord, be my Saviour, be the leader of my life. Today, I give my life to You. I thank You today. I am born again by the Spirit of God. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast. We hope you feel encouraged to take these words with you to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose and to make a difference. If you feel moved by today's message and want to connect with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at highlands.au on Facebook or Instagram or head to the highlandschurch.org.au website for more resources and information. Be sure to follow the Highlands Message Podcast on your preferred platform to stay up to date with our latest message. We hope to see you in person soon.